0: Any time you can be compared to playoff Sliwa is a good time. And the Dodgers did not have a good time last night. Like you heard right there, it did not go their way. They did not play well. We'll get into all of the reasons that those things happened. 877-710-ESPN. That's your phone number. I want to hear from you. And here's the here's the, the way that I want to do this. I want to know where you are on the spectrum of worry. Are, because I'll, I'll start. I'm at a, about a one and a half. Okay, on a, on a scale to one to ten, I'm at about a one and a half. It's not a zero. You know, I'm not just sitting there all is well. I'm not that guy. I'm not naive. If you've lost a game, clearly it can happen again. But I'm also not a ten like I was seeing on the postgame show last night and reading on Twitter. About, this is why Dave Roberts is, you know, take, take it easy. Take a deep breath relax. We'll get into all of these things. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance and all of our guests on the show appear via the Shell Pennzoil performance line. Adam Kennedy, former Dodger, will join us. That's coming up at 10 o'clock. Of course, Adam spent the better part of a decade and a half in Major League Baseball. He'll give us his thoughts on the World Series, plus Pedro Mora, who covers the Dodgers for The Athletic. He's going to join us at 1030 as well, so make sure that you check those things out. Let's start right here. Here is the topic of the day and the topic of the night last night because it jumped out right in the first inning and by the second inning it was off and running. And I'm talking about a bullpen game in the World Series. You know, bullpen games are relatively new in the grand scheme of things in Major League Baseball in the last couple of games where they've become relatively normalized. It used to be you would go to a bullpen game because you had nobody available. You had burned through all of your starting pitchers. Somebody had gotten hurt the night before or gotten sick the day of, and you just didn't have anybody to do it. So you kind of say, eh, Let's just start throwing some guys out there. We'll we'll milk each of these guys for as long as we can, get as many outs as we can, and then we'll go to the next guy and we'll figure it out on the fly. It used to be a desperate move. Now it's become, uh, we got an opener, we're trying to collect outs, we're trying to get to the middle of our bullpen, we're trying to find a long guy in the middle of the game. It's still not a great plan. And I think that we saw that last night because wh- what are we talking about here? We're talking about a Dodger team that at the beginning of the season had more starting pitchers. Than they had places to put them. You had more guys that were going to be in the rotation than you had spaces in the rotation. There was David Price. There was Ross Stripling. There were guys that, okay, we've got seven guys for five spots. What are you going to do? David Price opts out of the season. So there's one guy. I get it. He made that decision. I completely respect his decision then you had Ross Stripling who they traded in the middle of this short season because they were trying to do right by the guy really they thought he was a starting pitcher that deserved to pitch every fifth day in the major leagues and made a trade because they knew that Tony Gonsolin and Dustin May were going to be the guys to step into those rotation spots and they did they absolutely did if you look at their numbers during the regular season they were very very good how about this I'm just going to give you two of these very quickly Dustin May, during the regular season, pitched in 12 games. He had 10 starts. He had an ERA of 2.5 and a a strikeout-to-walk ratio of roughly 3-to-1. That's very, very good. All of those numbers are very, very good. In the postseason, he's pitched in six games, only started two of them. He has an ERA of 5 that's double what it was during the regular season and a strikeout-to-walk ratio that's dropped from 3-to-1 to 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 2-to-1. And even more alarming than that, he's gotten hit hard. This is not just bad luck. I, on my notepad that I have when I watch these games at night, there, I kind of go as I go and kind of re, recalibrate. And Okay, this was right, this was wrong. And there was a point in that game where I wrote, you know what? Dustin May is a little bit of a victim of bad luck because after Kike Hernandez misplayed a double play ball, I know that there's not an error on the score sheet because you can't do that because you can't assume the double play, not to get into the intricacies of scoring a Major League Baseball game. That's an error that's not scored as an error because that should have been a double play, it should have ended the inning, and Dustin May should have gone out the next inning to start clean. That's not how it happened. He has to come in in the middle of the inning, and the first ball, it's a ground ball. But because the Dodgers were in the shift, there's nobody over there, and it's just a ground ball to the outfield. That's bad luck. Okay, that's bad luck. And I'm thinking, you know what? This might be his night. This might be the night because that's just some bad luck. And before I could finish writing it on the pad, a ball had gotten smoked. And then another ball had gotten smoked. And what had been small got big all of a sudden. That was not bad luck. So the question becomes, why are they using him like that? I asked it yesterday. We're going to ask it a lot today. I'm curious what you think about it. 877-710-ESPN why are you taking a guy that has been trained as a starting pitcher more or less his entire professional career, who you had developed as a starting pitcher more or less for this entire season, and all of a sudden when you get into the most important games of the season – using him in a hybrid role that really isn't satisfying either. He has not been great out of the bullpen. He was pretty good against the Padres in the division series when he backstopped Walker Bueller. Other than that, he's kind of been all over the map. Tony Gonsolin was in your rotation throughout most of the year, and then all of a sudden you get in the playoffs, and he's just not used at all. Very, very peculiar. And then when Clayton Kershaw's back seizes up on him, you drop him in there on short notice, and he performs Okay. Okay, wasn't a disaster. It wasn't great. It was just kind of, all right. And you can kind of chalk it up to, he didn't have time to prepare. He didn't have time to get into this. And it can be one of those things. That's fine. But now guys are coming in and out of the pen, guys are coming in and out of the starting rotation, and they know that they have a margin of error that's virtually zero. Do you know how hard that is? I I don't know what you all do for a living. I guarantee you, if the day if you showed up for work at eight o'clock in the morning, six o'clock in the morning, whenever you do it, and your boss said, Oh, by the way, if anything goes wrong today, we're gonna send you home. Right? I mean that's what we're talking about. If anything happens, if you if you miss on your report, if you write down a three instead of a four, you're going home for the day, and we're going to bring in somebody else to do this the rest of the day. It's really hard, and that's what they're asking these guys to do. Dave Roberts was talking about it. That yeah, it's a big ask. It's it's an unfair ask almost. It's an unfair ask that you're asking guys that you have trained to do one thing, and then all of a sudden you're asking them to do something else. Now that being said, you got to figure it out. Just because it didn't go the way that you wanted it to go, they're going to have to do it again. They're going to have to do it again. This series is going to go six games, if not seven. It is. It's the World Series. Very rarely do you get one team that just stomps the other. It just doesn't go like that very often. Kershaw is going to pitch in Game 5. We know that Urias is going to pitch in Game 4. We know that Walker Bueller tomorrow night is going to pitch in Game 3. So you got 3, 4, and 5 set up. That leaves Game 6. It could be a closeout game for the Dodgers. It could be an elimination game for the Dodgers. What are you going to do in there? Do you do what you did last night where you put Tony Gonsolin out there and the second the star-spangled banner is over and he throws the first pitch, you start having a guy warm up? That's what they did last night, basically. Do you go back to Dustin May who was, look, I love Dustin May. I think he's going to be great. He was terrible when he started last time. He was terrified. And I get it. He's inexperienced. He's green, and he'll do better the next time. But I don't know if the next time can be in an elimination game in the World Series or a closeout game in the World Series. You know who the answer might be? Pitched pretty well last night. You you know what I'm about to say, don't you? Alex Wood. Alex Wood might be the answer. First of all, he's left, which gives you a different look, right? You put a left-handed guy out there instead of two, the two right-handers that we've seen in Gonzalez and May, and he's more experienced. Alex Wood has pitched in the World Series before, and I'm not talking about last night. I'm talking about prior to this season. He's been through this. He knows what it feels like. Now, again, you're asking a guy to do something that he hasn't done in a while because Alex Wood, for the most part this season, has come out of the bullpen and not been a part of the starting rotation. But you're you're basically asking yourself this question if you're Dave Roberts. What would I rather have in Game 6 if I have another bullpen game? Would I rather have a guy with a little bit more experience who will probably handle the moment slightly better Or do I go with stuff? Because if you think that Alex Wood's stuff is better than Gonsolin's or May, you're doing it wrong. It's just not. Those two guys have better stuff than Wood. So is it stuff or is it experience? If you're asking me, I'm still going to run the stuff out there because here's what can happen with those guys. Tony Gonsolin goes out there and he's sharp. He could go through three innings, strike out four or five guys, and nobody gets on base. You could go to Dustin May and the exact same thing could happen. You could also go out there and they could walk two guys in the first inning and somebody splits a gap and you're behind two to nothing. So what do you do? That's the question that Dave Roberts has to answer. Those are the questions that he gets paid to answer. Those are the questions that he has to figure out because the odds of getting to game six are very, very high. Don't forget, you can be a part of the show on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It's official. College football is back, and so is your favorite Dr. Pepper-loving college football town, Fansville. Head to a store near you to treat your inner college football fan to an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. All right, here's what we're going to do. You can see it coming down the road. I'm going to take more of your phone calls, 877-710-ESPN, but you can see it coming. Game 5 is going to determine this World Series. I'll explain what I mean by that next on 710 ESPN. Have you ever wondered just how far an extra mile really goes? Drive a Mercedes-Benz van and find out. Start with a network of over 250 authorized dealerships backed by a sales force ready to help you with everything from customization to service on vans like Mercedes-Benz Sprinter that's tailored to your lifestyle with options like a blind spot assist and MBUX voice command technology for directions, weather, and more. So whether you're enjoying life on the trail or working hard on the job, see how far an extra mile can really go by taking the first step into an authorized Mercedes-Benz vans dealership Today, Now with IRS Section 179, businesses could be eligible for up to $25,900 in tax deduction. That's up to $5,439 in tax savings. Options and models availability may vary. See dealer for details about costs and terms. Some equipment described is optional. $5,439 $5,439 tax savings based on 21% federal tax rate and eligibility to claim the full 25900 Section 179 vehicle deduction. Your tax rate and eligibility may vary. Consult your tax advisor for more information. Limits may apply. Visit mbvans.com Offer valid through December 31, 2020.
1: Yeah, you know, it was a, a hard-fought game and, uh, you know, overall I thought, you know, we did a good job of battling. Um, you know, they got some really good pitchers on their end so um, you know I I thought you know they got out to that early lead and uh, we we just weren't able to overcome it but um, overall I thought I thought we did a a pretty good job of um, you know fighting till the end and we just weren't able to come up with that big hit we needed.
0: I thought they did a great job fighting till the end that was Chris Taylor last night after the six to four loss that was a game that was five to nothing at one point they could have very easily packed it in and just had that hey look we threw a bullpen game that's one of those nights Let's come back to on Friday and we'll get them. It'll be two-one. It's all good. They could have won that game a couple of different ways. I asked the question: Where are you on your worry level, one to ten? I'm about a one and a half. We have Teresa here via Twitter. She says that she's a three. I would be more with you, Teresa, at that point if the Dodgers had put out one of their starters. You know what I mean? If that had been Clayton Kershaw or Bueller. Or Julio, then I think I would be at about a three. But because this was the game that they threw the bullpen at him, I'm not quite there yet. Let's try our first phone call today 877 710 ESPN. Let's start in the valley in Woodland Hills. And Andrew, Andrew, you're on 710 ESPN. What's going on?
1: How's it going? Um, yeah, I completely agree with your poor pitching point for the Dodgers, but I don't think we're giving enough credit to Blake Snell and his stuff that he had last night. Mm hmm. Uh the, the Dodgers are supposed to be one of the best-hitting teams in the league, and he really came out with the stuff. I, I don't know the exact number. It was 9, 10, 11 strikeouts that he had. But I want to get your opinion on that and hear what you have to say about Snell.
0: Yeah, look, I I think you bring up a good point. Blake Snell pitched really well last night. I mean, we're talking about a guy that's a former Cy Young Award winner. That he was good is not a huge surprise. You mentioned the the strikeouts. He had nine strikeouts last night. The Dodgers as a team, they struck out 15 times last night. So for sure, he gets a ton of credit for what they were able to do. But keep in mind, too, uh, that they had him out of the game in the fifth inning. It's not like Blake Snell pitched eight innings and the Dodgers never really got anything going. It wasn't quite the same performance that they had against Glasnow where they just ground guys up and just absolutely made him throw, you know, four, five, six, seven pitches to every single hitter. He only threw 10 pitches in the first inning. I think he threw 11 pitches in the third inning and he was kind of cruising. And then all of a sudden, bam, they had him out of the game. Part of it was he walked some guys. Snell also, you know, he had the nine strikeouts. He had four walks, too. So they did They did a pretty good job of working on him later in the game. The guy won the Cy Young. He's a good pitcher, so I'm not entirely blown away that he did this. That, Like I just said a minute ago, had Blake Snell outpitched Walker Bueller, I'd be like, huh. Had Blake Snell outpitched Clayton Kershaw or Julio Urias, I would have been, you know what? at it's not good. He outpitched the Dodger bullpen. That's different. That that it just left me with a different feeling. The Dodgers really didn't feel like they threw their best punch on the mound and yet they still nearly won the game.
1: Yeah, they basically they outpitched or Blake Snell outpitched Tony Gonsolin and Dustin May who gave up 13 runs in 19 innings basically this year this in this postseason. It's not one of the main guys. It's not anybody. We have to remember that this is a bullpen game Mm -hmm.
0: in game two. Right. And and the Rays are going to throw a bullpen game coming up. The Rays have a bullpen Saturday. game on the horizon on Saturday. They're going to do Charlie Morton tomorrow night. We'll get to him in a minute because that brings back some unpleasant memories for Dodger fans uh in 2017 for sure. Let's try another phone call here. LA this time. And Victor, Victor, you're on 710 ESPN. What's going on? Yeah, I'm glad you brought it up so I don't have to, but um, I
1: agree with you on the point uh about pitching Alex Wood on in game, in game 6. Um, you know the, the race strike got a lot when you pitch in the zone, but they could hit the fastball and you can, you can uh, tell by the way uh, Kirsch how good Kirsch pitched against them and that's why I'm also a little
0: worried about Bueller going tomorrow um, uh, hopefully the blisters aren't acting up. Yeah, I I think that's the concern. Victor, I appreciate the phone call. If you want to get in, 877-710-ESPN. Let me give you the little straight talk. It's time for Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. That's the only part about Bueller that gives me a little bit of unease is the blister. He's going to pitch well. Walker Bueller is one of these guys. This doesn't happen very often, but it's happened with him. He's brand new, and it feels like he's been here forever. He's just getting started in his Dodger career. This is really the, the second season that he's been a regular part of this. And he's already the guy that when you need somebody to show up and go big, he does it. Now, this season was weird for all of the obvious reasons. And then add on the fact that he had these blister issues. This is a guy that has been dealing with this really all season long. He got a late start. Remember when everyone else go into that summer camp and they were ready to go out of camp? Walker Bueller wasn't. He was a guy that was a couple of weeks behind everybody else. So he finally gets in there. So when everyone else is going five or six innings, he's going two or three. Then all of a sudden the blisters show up. So he's never really gotten stretched out the way that a starting pitcher typically would. That being said, I think that now would be, if this were a regular season, this is when you would expect your guys to start pitching seven innings, right? This is about a couple months into the season. Guys are worked out, guys are stretched out. So I think that that is certainly possible. The only variable with him left right now is that finger and how that thing holds up. And Look, Dodger fans probably have a better grip on it than anybody else with Rich Hill over all these years. That stuff just all of a sudden, dealing, 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 he's out of the game. What happened to the blister blue? I mean, that's just that's that's part of life as a major league pitcher with those blisters. It is a big deal. He's been pretty good with it in the postseason. You've seen all that junk that they have over the finger. You know, hopefully they've got plenty of junk left in Texas to coat that thing because he's got to stay. That that finger has to stay healthy. Yeah, I
1: mean the blister is obviously an, an issue, but it's it seems like it hasn't really bothered him, especially in the postseason. He has in the in the playoffs this year. Overall, that means the wild card round, the the NLDS, the NLCS, four total. Runs. Yeah. That's it. He's been fantastic. And I understand that the Rays hit fastballs and they hit 100 miles an hour. And just like the Dodgers are really on top of that as well. But he doesn't just throw fastballs. He's not a 100 mile per hour pitcher and that's it. He's got a ton of other backup
0: pitches that he uses to keep you off. And he hits his zones too. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, Greg. I think that's the part that is interesting with him. I think the feeling with Walker Bueller is slightly different this year for what you just said. He hasn't always hit his spots. Remember that for the game uh, against Atlanta where he walked the bases loaded and you're thinking, oh my goodness, or maybe it was the Padres. I'm kind of, They're all kind of running together. And he pitched his way out of it. That he's had to It hasn't been super smooth and easy the way that it has been for him in other parts. But he's still the guy that if you said, look, pick one of these guys, you got to win tonight, he's the guy that I'm picking. This is from Pedro. It says, we need a pitcher for next season. Well, Pedro, let's worry about this season right now. They're not going to go out and sign a free agent pitcher or make a trade before Game 3 of the World Series. (laughs) That's that's not going to happen. Next season is next season. Whether they make a move or not, we will see. This is what they got. We got to figure out what's coming up in Game 6. We have to figure that part out. Now, the other part that's right here in front of us is the Clayton Kershaw piece. Here's what's going to happen. There's going to be a fifth game in this series, right? each team's won a game. We are guaranteed five games, which means when Clayton Kershaw gets the ball on Sunday, game five, the Dodgers will be up 3-1 with a chance to close it out, which means Clayton Kershaw can finally put this thing to bed once and for all. He can be, we can see that picture of him standing out there, his arms raised over his head, his teammates mobbing him. The Dodgers are world champions and Clayton Kershaw won two of the four games. That's one option. In that 3-1 scenario, he could also lose and breathe new life into the Rays, and we'd be having a different conversation. The other option is it's a 2-2 series going into Game 5. Well, there you go right there, right? Game 5 in a 2-2 series, that determines how it goes. He pitches great. At that point, it's look. Clayton Kershaw pitched twice in five games, was great in both games. What else do you want from the guy? Or the other thing could happen where he doesn't pitch great, and all of a sudden it's like, see, game one's easy because there's no pressure. There's pressure in game five, and he turned into Clayton Kershaw again. And then, of course, there's the last scenario where the Dodgers, you know, conceivably could be down 1-3 coming into this game, and he's got to save him. And if he can't do it, we know how that goes. If he does do it, well, we go to game six and see what happens from there. It is barreling down the road at Clayton Kershaw all over again. And, and you know he knows it and you know that he's already thinking about it and you know that Dave Roberts is already trying to figure out when he's going to go in or when he's not going to go in there's a whole bunch of things in game five and we haven't even gotten to game three yet 877-710-ESPN ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance with insurance for cars, homes, boats, motorcycles, RVs and commercial vehicles at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com Now the Dodgers did lose last night but there was a very bright silver lining, I think, that I want to tell you about next. That's coming up on 710 ESPN. But not before I tell you about my pal, Sweet James. 800-500-5200. If you have been in an accident, if you have been hurt in an accident, if you have any sort of question at all about your legal rights, it is as simple as SweetJames.com. And here's why. He's got your back. He's on your side. He's going to make sure that you get what you need, what you are entitled to. Not going to get it done so he gets a piece or they get a piece or it's all done and we all move on. Nope. He's going to make sure that you get what you are entitled to. Sweet James has your back. When stuff goes wrong, you need somebody on your side, and that is Sweet James. That's why he's the People's Accident Attorneys of Southern California. That's why he's been awarded Best Lawyers in America. You need to find out for yourself. 800-500-5200 or SweetJames.com.
1: Leaving today, you know, I feel I feel a lot better than I had beforehand. That's for sure. So, um, <laughs> not to read too deep into it, but tonight's what tonight. You know, you got to come out the next
0: day and come out the next game, and you know, do it all over again. Today means nothing now. Got to come out and do it all again. See, Brandon Lau said it for me. I was going to say almost exactly that. He hit two home runs last night, and you know what that means? That means that he hit two home runs. Last night. That does not mean that he's going to do anything on Friday. He was scuffling coming into that game. He had a good night. He hit a couple of home runs to the opposite field. First time that's ever happened. That's a weird stat. First time two uh, one guy had hit two opposite field home runs in a World Series game. But he did it. He was good. That's fine. That's fine. This, this was never going to be a sweep. This was never going to be something where the Rays just showed up and rolled over because they're $100 million cheaper than the Dodgers. They, think about this. And this, this, I think, is a positive for the Dodgers. And this is one of these silver linings that I was talking about. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance, and all of our guests will appear via the shell Penzoil performance line. Here it is. Everything that needed to go right for the Rays last night did. Everything, right? Everything that they needed to do. And here, let's run down the list real quick. Did you get a really good starting pitching performance? Yep, Blake Snell was really good. Did you get a bullpen game from the Dodgers? Yep. Did that bullpen game not work? Yep. Did one of our guys that has been nowhere this season get hot? Yep. Brandon Lau got hot and hit a couple of home runs. Did our bullpen pitch lights out? Eh, it was okay. It, it certainly, I mean, they won the game, so it was good enough. Did the Dodgers not do what they did the game before? Did they not get a bunch of traffic on the bases? Did they not put a bunch of pressure on the, uh, on the p- opposing pitcher? Did they not do what they did the night before and make every single at-bat a fistfight? No, they didn't. They, were, they fell behind early. They struck out a ton. All of these things had to happen, and what did it add up to? A two-run win. A two-run win where the Dodgers had the tying run at the plate with nobody out in the eighth inning—that's a win. I mean, no, there, there's no shame in winning a game like that. But if all of those things have to happen for you to to get a win, makes me feel pretty good about the Dodgers because the Dodgers. Here's one I forgot. Here's one I forgot. The Dodgers and one of their most sure-handed infielders misplayed a ball. That ball that Kike Hernandez got at second base was about as routine of a play as you could ask for as a second baseman. Pick it up, flip it to Seager at short, turn two, let's get the hell out of here and swing the bats. Popped out of his glove. They could only get the lead runner. We know what happened after that. In comes May and the rest we know. That had to happen and nothing really went right for the Dodgers. I know they hit a few home runs. I know Corey Seager stayed hot. That We'll get to that in a second. I know Will Smith hit another home run. But think about what happened later in that game. Will Smith probably hit the hardest ball of the night at third base. I don't know exactly what the exit velo was, something like 900 miles an hour or something. It nearly tore the third baseman's glove off. That ball was scorched. If that ball's two feet to either way, it's into the corner. Another run comes in. The Dodgers, at worst... Are looking at a one run deficit going into the ninth inning, and that's different. Here's another silver lining. The Dodgers got to see those guys again. They're gonna have to pitch, they're gonna have to hit Fairbanks again. They're gonna have to see Castillo again. These are guys that are gonna pitch very important innings in this World Series. And look, we've if anybody knows what this is, it's Dodger fans with Kenley Jansen. The more he gets out there, the less effective he gets, especially now. And I get it. Did, Kenley's at a different stage in his career than Castillo is. He's in a different stage in his career than Fairbanks are, where those guys are just w- crazy live-armed guys. I get it. But you've seen these hitters. If they can see the pitch over and over and over again and the release point over and over and over again and the sequencing over and over and over again, the opportunities to get that guy go through the roof. And they did that last night. Corey Seager stayed hot. With you know, because he was so good in the NLCS, you forget that historically at least Corey Seager has struggled in the World Series. He has not that has not been the stage where he has done his best work. Game 1, they kind of just took the bat out of his hands, right? They took the bat out of his hands they walked him three times. Okay, nothing you can do. By the way, you got to work pretty hard to walk Corey Seager three times. He's a pretty aggressive guy. He's going to go out there and swing the bat pretty aggressively. They walked him three times. Last night, in his at-bats, he had two balls that were squared up. One of them left the yard, and the other one earlier was in the first inning, right? In the first inning, he hit another ball to center field. It's a big ballpark out there, and he nearly got that one out, too. So he's still hot. Mookie, Mookie was weird. Mookie kind of had about as bad of a Mookie Betts game as you have and not that he played bad he just wasn't really a factor there let me ask you this Greg the ball the the double into the right center field gap off of May right right was that a bad route by Mookie because when when he the the way he took off at I'm like oh he's gonna get it because he took such a direct route to the ball I'm thinking oh he's gonna get there and cut that off this the Dodgers are okay and next thing you know the ball's passed him to the wall yeah, I don't think it was a bad route. I mean, he had he went straight for it. So let's say that he
1: would have gone, at he, an angle. but he angle. wasn't anywhere near it. That was what was so weird. No, so and also it was scorched. I it mean was. that that got off the bat quick. So I mean, if he would have gone at an angle, it, it still would have been way past the line. So he had to go straight for it to try and cut off, to try and cut it off because it was scorched and. He just couldn't get to it. I don't think that has anything to do with Mookie, honestly. I
0: think he just didn't get there. He certainly gets the benefit of the doubt because he's about as good of an outfielder as you're going to find. Let's try our Dr. Pepper Twitter feed again. This is from MegaMichael1000. Uh, He says, Dodgers in five or seven. The next three games are totally winnable, but they may drop one of the three. If that happens, they'll probably lose game six and finish it off in game seven after Bueller comes back. Um, I mean, that's that's certainly a possibility. There was another one that was talking about how you can run out Bueller and Urias on short rest potentially if the Dodgers do need to do that. I think this is part of the reason why you didn't see those guys last night. I think part of the reason you didn't see Julio last night is because they're not going to do that. They're going to make sure that all of their guys, Kershaw, Walker, Bueller, and Julio Urias are on full rest. They're almost, I don't want to say – willing to sacrifice a couple of games because that's a terrible plan. You don't sacrifice World Series games. But they're not going to put themselves in an opportunity to be at something less than their best any more times than they absolutely have to be. So if that means on a night, Urias could have pitched last night. He absolutely could have pitched last night, and Dave Roberts opted not to do it. And I think that was probably the thought process, which was no. I'm not going to maybe lose both of these games, games two and game four, because I wanted to get greedy in a game where if that game were tied, if the Dodgers had a one run lead, it's a different thing. That's a that's a different decision. But when you fall behind five to nothing in those spots, you're not going to make that call. They're going to have their guys moving forward. Gonsolin and May were horrible as they've been this entire postseason. An established steady starter would have done the job last night, say like a price or stripling. That's from Bat Flip Fern. I like that Twitter handle. Good job, Bat Flip Fern. Um, yeah, look, nothing goes perfectly. Nothing goes perfectly. You're going to have games like this and... Th- The bigger concern would be if one of their guys went or if the Dodgers did play really well, they did tattoo the bullpen, they did all of these things and they still lost. None of that happened. You need the best coverage in not just football, but your wireless network too. Straight Talk Wireless gives you the same networks as big carriers for up to half the cost. 45 bucks a month for 25 gigs of high speed data than 2G. Savings may vary. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 877 710 ESPN. If you want to get in, tell me what you think about what it is. Where's the worry level? Are you pretty chill? Are you climbing the walls? I, I, I want to hear from somebody that is climbing the walls that thinks the Dodgers just absolutely spit the bit last night, that the Dodgers are nowhere because they lost one game, because you guys were coming in pretty fast and furious last night during the postgame show. Oh, well, Dave Roberts is, you know, why, why did, guys, take it easy. I'm here to criticize Dave Roberts when Dave Roberts needs to be criticized. That was not one of those nights. Like this, for instance. This is from Loso. Dave and his mishandling of the starting rotation this entire postseason. What would you have liked to see him do differently last night? Well, honestly, what, what were some op- What If you could rewind the tape, the only thing I think maybe you do a little bit differently is when it's time to go in the third inning with Dustin May, you go to Alex Wood. But then you have the whole left-right thing. It just It's very easy in hindsight. When he went to... Floral. I'm like, really, Dylan Floral first. All right, worked out. He went to Gonzalez after that. You're thinking, okay, because Gonzalez is one of those guys that he trusts. You can tell that there's guys that you trust and there are guys that you don't trust. And Gonzalez has absolutely been one of those guys on the right side of that. And when he came in at that point, you're thinking, huh and May, I think, was probably teetering on that between guys you trust and guys you don't trust, and I think if we're being honest, he's on the, on the wrong side of it right now. I don't know if you will see him in a high-leverage situation again. I think ideally for Dustin May, one of two things happens. Either the Dodgers get way up in a game, and he can go out there and settle in and feel really good. Dodgers, you know, let's say they're up 8-1 to one in the 6th inning, and you need a guy to get you to the 7th inning or the 8th inning. He goes in there, looks good, deep breath, way to go. Or he gets the ball first in that bullpen game in game six if, in fact, we get there and he gets off to a good start and then he can roll. Because I do not think you're going to see him brought into a situation like we saw last night. I just don't think that that's happening. All right. Adam Kennedy is coming up at 10 o'clock. Pedro Mora is coming up at 10.30. We'll get into all of that as well. And there's one Dodger that is probably playing better than anybody else right now who's not getting a ton of time. I'll tell you who that is. That is coming up next on 7.10. 7.10. ESPN. But right now it's time for some straight talk. You know what covering your bases in baseball is, right? Making sure that you have no holes in your defense. Well, that's the kind of coverage you get with straight talk wireless. And you'll pay up to 50% less than the big carriers and still use their same networks. Just 45 bucks a month gets you the unlimited plan with 25 gigs of high speed data than 2G. No contract, no mystery fees, fully covering your bases for 50% less. Straight talk wireless only at Walmart. Savings may vary. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com.
1: We feel great. We've got Walker going. uh, We've got Julio going, and then we've got Clayton. So, and, and if you look at kind of where our relievers are set with the off day tomorrow, we're in a great spot.
0: Yep. Yep. That's all true. That's Dave Roberts after the game last night. Their rotation is set up really well moving forward, and their bullpen that they've had to use for the first couple of games. But think about exactly who they've used and think about who they have not used. Who of the two guys that you have seen? Dave Roberts' go-to in pinches almost the entire postseason. You know, during the regular season, it was kind of evenly spread out among everyone. You'd see a lot of Adam Kolarik. you would see a lot of McGee, you would see a lot of of those sorts of guys, Dylan Floro, and who not. But in the high leverage games, who have we seen? Bruce Dar Gratterol, Blake Trinan. And Kenley Jansen. Those are the three guys that you've seen. We have not seen them yet in the World Series. They're all going to be super, super fresh going into game three. We know Kenley Jansen in back-to-back games, not great. Certainly three nights in a row is probably not an option. But between those three guys to get through three games, you've got a lot of different options. And you're going to have all the other guys we talked about, Floro and Gonzalez and all of these guys. That is a big part of where they are, too. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Pennzoil Synthetic Motor Oils, and they're made from natural gas. It gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Let's try another phone call here. 877-710-ESPN. Next stop, LA and Big Mike. Big Mike, you're on. What's up? Man, what are you guys doing? You are doing the Rays a total disservice over here. You're treating them like the drunk guy who stumbled into the party. My team is not in it, so I don't have a dog in the fight, but this Rays team is way better than you're giving them credit for. I get it, it's an L.A. station, but this is a better team, and I think you're underselling them. I think you're underestimating them. Okay, Mike, here's what you need to do. You need to listen every day, and here's why. Because what you just said is almost exactly what I said yesterday on this show, talking about the Rays, that the Rays are here for a very good reason. The Rays had the best record in the American League because they were the best team. The Rays beat the Yankees because they were the best team. The Rays beat the Astros because they were the best team in the American League. I understand that they're a very good team. I understand that what they do really well, they did last night. They ran into a couple of balls and hit a couple of home runs, and they gave the game to their bullpen, and it stood up. All of that is true. I'm with you on that, but where I think you and I kind of differ a little bit is that the Dodgers do all of those same things. They just do it better. The Dodgers are far more multifaceted than the Rays are. Think about think about it. The Rays have really one path to victory, and they, and they followed it last night, so credit to them. And it, And it's not a bad plan. Their plan is, we're going to swing a bunch, we're going to hit some home runs, we're going to hope Randy Rosarena gets hot, and if we can get a lead, we're going to try to choke you out with that bullpen. That's what they do, and that's exactly what they did last night. They had a good performance from a starting pitcher, they hit a couple of home runs, and they went bullpen guy to bullpen guy to bullpen guy to finish off the game. That's how they're going to win a game. What They're not going to win games 10-8. They're probably not going to win games one to nothing because the pitching isn't quite like that. The Dodgers can win those games. The Dodgers can slug. The Dodgers can run. We saw it in game one. They run that game with their legs more than anything else. They won that game with pitch selection more than anything else. That's what the Dodgers are are, are so dangerous is that that lineup is so versatile. The pitching staff, I said it yesterday. I said it yesterday at the beginning of the show. I said it at the end of the show. If the Dodgers pitch... They're going to win the World Series. They're going to score. They didn't even play well last night, and they scored four runs. They hit three home runs. They just didn't have guys on base because they didn't do what they did in game one, which is take a lot of pitches, get guys on base, walk a lot, find some C&I singles. That didn't happen for them last night. The Dodger weak link is that bullpen game, right? That's the spot that they do not have a great answer for right now. I wouldn't be surprised if you saw Alex Wood go into that spot. Here's from TFP on our Dr. Pepper Twitter feed. Sure, Gonslin and May's stuff are better than Woods's, but is it really if Tampa just tees off on him, or is it good stuff like when Dirk Diggler tried to convince the recording studio guy that what's on the tapes was good stuff? Also, what's up with Oreo double stuffs? Okay. A little stuff chat for you. I like it. Let's go through this. Let's go in reverse order. First of all, Oreo double stuffs. No, no, no. You you don't want that. You want regular Oreos. And if you want to double up, you go and take the little top off and stick two together. And then you have a double stuff and you have some extra chocolate cookies. That's a win right there. Greg, you're shaking your head. You don't agree? Whoa, you're putting on way too much
1: effort for these for these cookies now. Double stuff are delicious, and you're already getting If you're going to do what you're saying to do, make it a quadruple stuff. No, that's
0: gross. No, now, no. Yeah, if I want no, to do that, I'll just take a handful of Crisco and sugar <laughs> and chew on that. I don't need to go quads. <laughs> well, Bergman, you're, you're going quad Oreo? Well, if That's you're gonna, terrible. No,
1: if you're going to go with the double, if
0: you're going to make your own double stuff, then you should make a quad <laughs> double stuff. Yes, absolutely. That's too much. I, I str- <laughs> You and I are on the same page on most of this Dodger stuff, but our Oreo opinions are, are very, very far apart. Could do a whole show on that. Absolutely. Uh, Dirk Diggler's stuff on the tapes. Have you heard the tapes, Francis? They're that good. I don't understand your industry jargon. M-P-Y-P, so I don't don't know. Your baseball question, TFP, I think is probably the one that we should address the most in depth. Not the Um, Oreo one? We shouldn't go back to the Oreo? (laughs) Okay, have you ever had the orange ones? Uh, I haven't.
1: Not terrible. No, I I mean, it's the same stuff just with food dye,
0: right? Uh, Yeah, but I don't know if it just gives it a little bit of a texture difference or whatnot. Here's, Here's, don't sleep on these. Are you a Trader Joe's guy? Yeah, absolutely. Okay joe's o's oh those are delicious yeah those delicious. are incredible oh yeah <laughs> they're, they're trader board. joe band oreos that are just off the charts um yes gonsolin's and stuff and uh, may stuff is better than woods but is it really if they just tee off on him that's the question right that's the question that dave roberts has to answer what 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 would you rather bet on a veteran who has pitched well in the world series before danny h says this on twitter alex wood pitched great as a starter in game four of the world series in 2017 he did he did. He also pitched at some other World Series games and got his brains beaten in. So uh, the, you can't cherry pick the good ones and say this is the better option. Dave Roberts is a smart guy. He remembers the good ones as much as he remembers the bad ones. You're basically betting on experience versus ability. And I don't want to minimize Alex Wood's ability because I thought he pitched pretty well last night. You know, He gave up a run, pitched a couple innings. It was fine. Like if, if, if that was at the beginning of the game... What we'd probably be saying right now is, you know what? Maybe you give Alex Wood a third inning. Maybe you stretch that out a little more, try to extend the game or shorten the game in the, in the case of the Dodgers, and give your bullpen a chance to get to Gratterall, get to and so you don't have to maybe go through some of those other guys. But Alex Wood could also get jumped, right? We, I mean, he could, he could absolutely get jumped in those games because the stuff isn't quite like those other guys. The, the problem those other guys have is they're putting guys on base, they're putting guys on base with walks, and in May's case, he's not locating at all. I, I think it was George Brett that had a line a million years ago. You know, if, I, if I could see a bullet twice, I think I could catch the third one. You know, And, and I think there's something to that, that if you get to see May at 100, it, the velocity becomes a lot less difficult if the movement's not there. What makes him just filthy is the fact that it's, he's like throwing a wiffle ball in a wind tunnel. He has no idea where it's going. It's dipping, it's diving, it's doing all those things. But when he's just throwing the ball down the middle of the plate and it's not running, and when he's not finishing that slider that he has, when Tony Gonsolin's not finishing that slider that he has, and that ball's in the fat part of the plate, guys are going to hit it. Alex Wood would probably have a little bit better chance of locating his stuff. The stuff's just not nearly as good. And I
1: think we also have to talk about the usage rate that Alex Wood was going through in the World Series in 2017 and 2018. He Mm -hmm. was being used in those situations much, much more often. He's barely gotten out of the pen in in this postseason. So that one outing... Was his was his second outing in what? Since Sunday? And then he barely pitched even in the NLCS
0: period. It it's Alex Wood is one of those guys that every time you see him coming to the game, you're like, Oh yeah, right. Alex Wood. I <laughs> forgot about that guy. Alex yeah, he and he's he's a pretty good option too. It's not like eh. because look, let's just call it what it is. We've had other Dodger teams where sometimes that gate swings open, and you're like, eh. Yeah, we'll see. When Scott Alexander would come to the game, like, yeah, I don't know about this. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how this goes. You don't have that feeling with Alex Wood. We'll we'll see. Here's one from uh, Silent Reyes. Not worried, don't forget, we just had the rally of the year. I think there's something to... I, I do think that that will matter more if they lose tomorrow. I think the idea of, guys, we've been here before, everybody take a deep breath, relax, let's keep it moving. That will matter more if for whatever reason walker bueller goes out there and doesn't pitch well that fall back to the nlcs we've been here a week ago we're fine let's do it i still think they're probably feeling pretty good about themselves i think let me me put it this way baseball players have a better feel for this than you do and what i mean by that is this they know they're going to lose occasionally they don't go out there thinking they're going to lose. They don't go, well, we've won three in a row, so we're probably going to lose tonight. It's not like that. But this isn't a situation where if they lost that game last night, they're all sitting in the clubhouse looking at each other like, what are we going to do? What are we, 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 I don't have an answer for these guys. This wasn't Steven Strasburg last year in the playoffs where I guarantee you after they faced him in that first game, they were like, um, this is a problem. <laughs> this I don't we didn't hit that guy at all. What are we going to do with this guy? That's different than what we saw last night. They got they chased Snell in the 5th inning. They got hits and runs off of one of the best bullpens in baseball. They're going to be absolutely just fine. All right, Adam Kennedy, who is a World Series champion, part of that Angels championship team in 02. We'll get to all of that coming up right here on 710 ESPN.